She's nice enough not to be losing her shit about it, but not nice enough not to write into a podcast, (laughs) which I respect. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Yes, great. It's our first First Q&A. First Q&A of 2023. Very good. Look at us finishing each other's sentences. Let's go. Let's get it. (laughs) Okay. I got to say, the Shandies, I know I say this over and over again, but man, do they deliver on their questions. They do. We just have a never-ending river of questions. It is, and it's so, I feel so flattered and yeah. honored. Yeah. And also, it goes to show that you shouldn't fear things necessarily that you don't know, because I was really afraid when we started this podcast that we would just, no one would ask us questions. And That's, that, to- that's classic Charlene. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get going. So this first question is from Anonymous. Starting it off right. Mm -hmm. Dear Shandy, I am a 29-year-old female and I'm dating a male, 33, and we live in a large city. We just started talking again recently, but we have a past together. In the past, he told me that we could not be in a relationship unless we slept together first. So I initially told him that we had to be together if we were going to have a physical relationship because it was moving slowly and he seemed to have commitment issues. I generally don't like talking about attachment styles, but he seems to have an avoidant attachment. My reason for telling him that was to get clarity on what he wanted from dating me, but I wasn't expecting his reaction to be that we had to sleep together before it could be official. Is that a normal expectation in the dating environment? That was the reason we did not work out the first time, but he reached out to me again recently. We talked on and off for six months previously. I like him and we have good conversations and there's a lot of attraction there. Are his statements a red flag or an orange flag? I think I am more conservative than the average person in modern dating, but I also don't think my expectations are that difficult. Thank you for all the great advice every week. Best regards, Anonymous. And then she Followed up with one more thing because I wanted to be 100% sure about for us to be together that the semantics of that was indeed boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. So exclusive Committed. boyfriend, girl. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to be 100% sure. She added to some more background. We matched on a dating app before our first date. I already knew him because we went to the same school. However, we were acquaintances then and weren't that close. <laughs> I like this question. Look. I'm going to give full disclosure here. Yeah. I'm the guy. Ah. I I won't get into a serious relationship without sleeping with a girl. Okay. I just won't. You want to know that it's there. Of course. That it, yeah. I def- and also, I feel like that shouldn't be a thing. Look, I, unless you're dating in an extremely religious environment, you know, mm. that's the exception. But I don't think that should be a thing that's held out. For like, because then it becomes a thing. It becomes mm. an elephant in the room. It's supposed well, to something becomes, that just should naturally happen. Well, and I know what you mean. It becomes used as a sort of tool. Yeah, it's a weapon. Yeah, but they're kind of weaponizing it against each other in a way. I sort of feel like uh, they're both holding something. Like they're both holding their leverage to themselves. No, she you know? pointed a gun at him, and he pulled out a knife. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> He's defending himself. I think that this is an interesting question because it's obviously going to be case by case. And like she said, she feels like she's maybe more conservative than most people in the modern dating climate. But I'm going to say as a woman in my dating days, I also would have wanted to make sure that the sexual chemistry was there before committing. But I also think that there are many people who want to feel commitment and and the safety of that exclusivity and, you know, that 
I don't know, that bond before getting physical. So yeah, but it's this kinda... hasn't they haven't had one date or two dates or three dates. This mm. is a long situation and they have history. Yeah. So there's been time to get to know each other. If they if she doesn't know him well enough now, mm. then I, what's the song? If you don't know, I've done this song. Before. I shouldn't do it again. I can't I repeat songs. I can't start doing that. We haven't been around long enough. Yeah. But I'm just saying that they have been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of interacting, a lot mm, of hanging out. There's history. And there's yeah. no, there's still not enough there to sleep with each other. Then it becomes, there's got to be another thing happening. There's yeah. got to be a reason. Like she's like, I have a policy. I don't have sex until marriage or I have a religious yeah. thing or in, some other In which situation. case that needs to be her own deal breaker. And I think she, like anonymous, I think if that is your requirement, you need to be steadfast in that because she seems to be wanting to know what the norm is and like what the is this normal? Is this OK? And I think they're both normal. That's an annoying answer. It's normal for him to be like, I want to make sure yeah. that we're sexually compatible before I commit. And she is well within her right to be like, I want to make sure we're committed before we have sex. Yeah. I mean, they're both right, but he's a little maybe a little more right. Well, yeah, this gets dicey. I mean, I, I mean, I will say that. You know, we come from similar backgrounds and I agree with you, but it's very possible that she's like really, you know, it takes really, a lot yeah, for but, her to feel comfortable having sex with someone, you know? Okay. How much, <laughs> how much comfort? Okay. What, what, how much more comfort? How mm. much more time? How much like? Well, okay. So here's, this is my next thought then when you were saying they have enough information, right? Yeah. Uh, you could argue that he also has enough information to know whether or not what they would have is something he would be interested in committing well, to. Do you know what I mean? Like he could give her a little bit more encouragement and more of a promise and just just something that could make her I, feel like she wasn't going to sleep with him and then he was going to pump and dump. Well, well, now <laughs> Such you're... Such a crass term. I pump, can't believe I said it's oh too God, early in the, the day. The pump and dump works better here <laughs> than it does with stocks. That's brilliant. Wait, it is a pump and dump. Wait, That's pump a, and dump is from stocks? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Yes. I thought pump and dump was a sex thing. Well, now it is. <laughs> it wasn't before. I honestly don't know if anyone's ever done this before. Pump and dump means like you you, you pump some stock up that you know is garbage. Yeah. Like tell everybody it's great and you get everybody to buy it. And then you sell yours when the stock goes up and yeah. then everyone gets screwed. That sounds they, very illegal. It is illegal. Yeah. It's, that's why it's called a pump and dump. It's not like pump and dump doesn't have a good connotation. Yeah. It's not like some, you know, it, 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 like a policeman comes, you did a pump and dump. You're like, oh, thank you, sir. And a good day to you as well. Anyway, my, a policeman doesn't come to arrest you for a pump and dump. It's obviously a detective in the FBI. But my point is this, is that this could be, as you said, and I didn't want to go here, but it could be a nefarious situation. Yes. It's unlikely, but yeah. it's possible that he's like, I just want to really sleep with this girl and nothing I do seems to work. And when I do sleep with her, there's a good chance I'm not interested in the relationship. Well, I don't think that's the case because I want to be fair and give the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Okay, finish your thought and then I need to leap in here. Okay, if that is the case, though, then she should read that at this point. And I'm not I'm not putting it on her. I'm not saying she's she's dumb or she's blind yeah. to this. I'm just saying there comes a point where it's like you gotta you gotta own this. Mm. Like if you think there's a chance that this guy is only gonna sleep with you and then or or only wants to sleep with you to sleep with you, mm -hmm. and then the rest is he doesn't care. He's yeah. out. 
then you should by this point in time have a feel for that. That's a good point. You're making a great point, which is that that already shows such a negative spin on what she perceives him to be and what their dynamic is if she feels she needs to hold out sex as a sort of as her leverage, really. Yeah. So I completely agree with you on on that front. But just to play devil's advocate, are you are you done talking for a second? I just wanted to add the, oh. to the, the point that there's no worse way to start a brand new okay. relationship than with distrust. And I feel like there's a seed of distrust here between them. Like there's a distrust of motivation. Yeah. And, you know, that could be something she was raised with and how she was taught like how sex for her is more something that she can use and not something that she's just going to go and enjoy that's what stands out to me it's like do you want to sleep with him like i'm not getting a vibe from this email it's like she really wants a boyfriend she really wants to be together she really wants the commitment it's like i'm not gonna lie like when when we started dating i wanted to sleep with you you know what i mean like the chemistry was through the roof i mean how could you not i mean it's undeniable But yeah, it was, you know, pheromonal and chemistry-full. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was something that we both wanted to explore. It's Uh not like it's something only the man wants to explore and the woman needs to, like, play her cards right. So I think that's, I don't love that perspective, but I only want to add to this devil's advocate before we wrap. And you can defend yourself. I'm going to throw you under the bus right now because you once told me about a girl that you went on several dates with and you 100% only wanted to have sex with her and you never did end up having I, I sex did with it, her. I didn't 100% only want to have sex with her. I like 80% only wanted to have yeah, sex like, with her. Yeah, like, but you were pretty sure that when you did start having sex, like you didn't like her enough to want to be boyfriend, girlfriend. You just really wanted well, to have sex Well, it became like, a, like, a, like a, a goal. Like it became mm-hmm. like a hurdle that I wanted to Wait, leap okay. over. So interesting point then. Do you think that her withholding it in such a specific way because you I remember when you told me the story it did feel specific creates more desire on his part yeah like do you think that it became this hurdle that you wanted to overcome because it was being withheld from you and it started to distract from you even wanting the relationship at all yeah it messes with your head men are animals I mean and women are too I mean people always say men are these horn dogs women are also it's not spoken (laughs) enough but but on the surface men are worse yeah you know aesthetic but I'm just saying that there becomes a a physical problem when a woman holds out on a man who is a sexually driven person. Yeah, and, and it's strategic. Feeling, and it becomes, it feels, he starts, like, every, things start boiling up. And mm-hmm. he's just like, is this a game? Is mm-hmm. she trying to hurt me? Is, mm-hmm. she, is this some sort of strategy? Yeah. Like, I'm really getting hornier and hornier. I'm getting very angry and yeah. very upset. <laughs> Nothing good comes of that. You start; it starts creating a a a real a wound Mm. in in the burgeoning relationship. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying that it's not her fault that she wants to wait for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging her at all. That's totally her prerogative. But that doesn't mean that a a man with a healthy sexual appetite should be made to wait around for her to decide what magical day Mm -hmm. is 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 the day when when he gives he gets the sex. It is kind of <laughs> <laughs> that was poorly inarticulate. When he gets the sexes. Well, that was poorly inarticulate. It means articulate. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It was poor. It's just poor. Yeah, I think not to cast doubt on this one so early in the episode, but 
to me, this already is soured because there's yeah. already this power dynamic. Elephant in the room. Yes. This thing where there's a, there's a sort of lack of trust. It's like they're, they're both holding their, like I said, their leverage to themselves waiting for the other to give in. It just, it feels already like too calculated. I, the, the, I, I agree. The, the ship has already sailed for when they would have just had sex the first time because they both really wanted it and it felt right. Yes. And again, we have to be clear here. This is not a third, fourth date situation. Mm. They, they're in they're in deep on this one. Yeah. Like, figuratively. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, from what literally. we can gather, it wasn't but, super detailed in their history. She said that they had a past and in the past he had told her. This feels like, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like a, a moment in time. Yeah. This yeah. feels like a stretch. Uh, yeah. I agree. There's been a while here. She may, may get to the point where she has to back out of this or he may get to the point where he has to back out of it, but someone's got to make a move. Either she's got to sleep with him or someone's got to walk mm-hmm. because this isn't this isn't sustainable. Yeah. He's not happy. Yeah. And and I don't totally I, I don't blame him. Yeah. And I touched on it. But that girl that you really wanted to sleep with, you never did end up sleeping no. with her. And you eventually just lost interest. I lost interest. I just wouldn't. I couldn't. I, I had I felt bad about I felt dirty. I felt like I was a bad. I, I felt like the whole thing was sour yeah. to the point where I didn't feel good about myself. Yeah. I felt like I was doing a bad thing, which I kind of was. I mean, yeah, you can well, look at it however you want. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think what people appreciate most is the honesty, Andy. Hmm. That's your job here. You wanted the sexes. I wanted the sexes. <laughs> and I never got it. And to this day, I have to be honest, it is one of the, the fish that got away. I'm a little disappointed. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Not, not, I mean, you've obviously exercised all oh, my I've, fish I've that have got away. I've wiped the slate clean. Yeah, all the fish that have gotten away are like, they're sitting on a boat now in a pile flapping around. I'm, I don't care Aww. because of you. Aww. You're the whale. <laughs> okay, Anonymous, good luck. There is no right or wrong or normal here. Yeah. But if that is your preference, it's your desire, then stick with it and understand at least knowing this man's perspective, that that might not be for everyone. No. Yes. I think there's And also this woman's perspective, because I agree with you, that for me, from my dating days. I think there's got to be a pump or a dump. (laughs) I swear I have heard pump and dump used in sexual context before. Well, you know who can help us with this? The Shandies. (laughs) That's true. All right. This next question is from Julia. Dearest Shandy. Oh, I'll take that. I'm 23-year-old from Salt Lake City and dreadfully romantically inexperienced, but recently, largely thanks to listening to your podcast, I felt inspired to change that. I'm writing to you in December, and I think my New Year's resolution will be to break the seal, as you've advised people like me in the past. For years, I've been on the apps rather passively, more for entertainment than anything, but this past week, when I was asked on not one but two hinge dates, I thought I probably shouldn't turn them down on account of it not being 2023 yet. So I swallowed my nerves and agreed to meet one on Wednesday, then the other on Saturday. Let's call them Wednesday and Saturday. (laughs) Both are men around my age and coincidentally, both of them moved here relatively recently. So as a reminder, she's 23. Mm-hmm. When Wednesday, the day, came around, I messaged Wednesday, the guy, to make sure we were still on. And he let me know that he'd just flown back to North Carolina until after Christmas due to a family emergency. I wished him well, obviously, and told him I'd still be here after Christmas, despite feeling like he was probably lying. 
To be fair, I have no real reason to believe he was lying unless it's suspect that he didn't cancel until I touched base, but I'm always skeptical of the excuses people use to get out of first meetings. Like, my stepbrother was once dating a girl who promised to come around numerous times, but without fail, her car broke down, or she got stuck at work. Mm. We never did meet her. No. Of course, cars do break down and families do have emergencies. I would never properly accuse someone of lying without cause, and I don't intend to hold my inkling against Wednesday. I'm still totally open to meeting him after Christmas if he follows up. Initially, I just shrugged off the rain check because I was more excited about Saturday anyway. The question of whether or not he was lying has only stuck with me enough to write into a podcast about because today is Saturday and I had to cancel on my date because I uh. woke up with a terrible cold. Naturally, now I'm worried that Saturday the guy thinks I lied to get out of meeting him. I mean, one can't help but feel like this is cosmic payback for thinking the worst of Wednesday, who could very well be sitting by his grandmother's deathbed as we speak. So that's the story of how I went from two dates to zero. And while I'd welcome advice, that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I'd be surprised if you disagreed with my current game plan, which is to reschedule with both guys when I'm well and they're available. What I'd really like to hear from you before I venture further into the wild world of dating is if my suspicions and worries are somewhat realistic and normal or exceedingly pessimistic. Do people lie to get out of dates? If so, what's the statistical likelihood that I've been lied to? Nah. Best Julia. So this is speaking what an to email. my heart. Yeah, I, I knew you'd love this. The statistics. She, she wants statistics? <laughs> I'm going to give statistics. Okay. It depends. There's a lot of variables here. Mm -hmm. A lot of variables. Yeah. Has the person been hard to pin down for, for a long time to get a date? Mm. You know, was it really fast? Was it like, hey, let's go on a date? You're like, yeah, let's go on a date. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of variables. But let's let's say plain vanilla. Like, forget about all the variables. Yeah. All else being equal. Yeah. I would say if someone makes a very kind of last minute excuse about not going on a date, 35% of the time it's bullshit. I was going to say 50 <laughs> Okay, so we're two we're we're two pretty bright people. So let's call it forty. Uh, forty. Let well well let's I call think, it. I think 42 it's close. And a half. I think I'm being too pessimistic. Forty two and a half. Especially since I actually very rarely lie. Honestly, when if in this kind of situation, I go out of my way to tell the truth. Sort of like I've never faked an orgasm. Like I just don't yeah, think yeah. it helps anyone. No, to, you're good. You don't lie. Yeah. But when you do lie, oh <laughs> boy, you are good. I could say the same about you. Yeah. Do you think it's being pessimistic to assume people are lying? I just think it's kind of the social. No, I think you're thing a little, you're a, like a little north. I, as I said, I think in the middle. I think we're probably around forty percent. Okay, somewhere around there. Yeah, because maybe I was being too nice. But yeah, it's very common mm. for people to lie about this. Yeah, very, very common. Yeah, and it, you don't have to take it super personally. Maybe the person met someone else in the interim or they had a better day they had a bait they were like oh trying to get for weeks and finally the person said yes and mm -hmm. they only could do wednesday so they're like okay i i got a family emergency yeah it happens generally speaking i find personally that the excuses where someone's dying those are usually true yes because you have to be so a real extreme. a real bastard yeah. to do that and you have to really have no faith in karma or any cosmic justice you you have to just be a, a bad person yeah that's not good i actually once this was to get out of rehearsal my grandmother had died my, yeah my and you use that for like two years to get out of things <laughs> oh sorry i just keep going. no i was gonna say that the director of the production i was in wouldn't let me go it's like he thought i was lying oh. and i have never i would never you know what that use that reason 
that, mean, that means that he was a bad person. That means that he was capable of doing that. Only someone who would be capable of doing that yeah. would be someone who would accuse you of lying about it. I mean, it. I ended up, I had a fit. Like, let me you tell you, have. I ended up getting my way. You can't. When you I almost that, quit. I was ready to quit the production because I, I was not missing my grandmother's it, funeral. It's the ultimate ace in the hole. When you pull that card, you got, it's, it's over. Yeah. That's the nuclear option. Yeah. You, people have to believe you. You can't be, and if you want to be that person who, by accident, you say your grandmother died twice- you know, you may end up being that person. You're a very bad person. <laughs> I would never do that. No, not you. I'm saying <laughs> a person in general. Anyway, my point is that aside from the family member dying, which is almost always true, mm-hmm. a lot of these are just excuses. And it, and it's normal. People make excuses. A lot of things come up. Yeah. And, and you know, you just... Also, sometimes nothing comes up. I'm only going to speak from experience. Yeah, especially you just get cold feet. Yeah, especially post pandemic because i feel like the pandemic caused me to really get in touch with my interest introverted side even more than i already was like i already had some social anxiety and that's been exacerbated and there are times where i'm going to meet a friend who i really love dearly and i still am kind of like i force myself to commit to it because i know i'll be happy i did and i always am but there's a moment earlier in the day where i'm like oh i wish i was just staying home like i, I don't want to leave the house and go of out course, there and be yeah. social and like there's it nothing scares malicious me. there's nothing wrong with the person yeah. maybe there weren't huge sparks from the like little bit yeah, of information but imagine you if you had that feeling and it's with someone that you have no real connect like right. they haven't met in person so the obligation is far yeah. less it's not the same as me canceling on a friend to- that i totally. know especially nowadays like in the old days like to get a date set up took a lot more like actual logistics yeah now it's just like you swipe right you say yeah. hey what's up you yeah know, it's easier to anything. come by yeah, it's cheap. It Blood is, is cheap. cheap, as they say. Oh, yes. I don't well, know if they say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> After pump and dump, I'm like, yeah, oh, is any, that what they say? Okay. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is a, we agreed, around a 40% chance yeah. that if someone bails on a first date, it's, it's bullshit. Uh-huh. They just don't want to do it. But the way to confirm that, because you can't assume, you got to be a positive person when it comes to dating. Yeah. It's one of the few things that I feel in life you need to be positive about. Mm. I, I believe negativity is not that bad a thing, mm-hmm. except in dating. Mm. You got to be have a positive outlook. It's, it's, such, it's, a rough, it's a rough scene. It's like being in war. You can't be in war and be like, oh, this war sucks. Yeah, we're definitely going to lose. Yeah, you're in the yeah. war. You got to be positive. You yeah, got to feel gotta good about winning. You got to have some kind of hope or optimism or else yeah. what else is going to... Or you're going to be cannon fodder. You're yeah. going to die. You're going to get killed. But yeah. You can't have that attitude. But my point is, is that if the first date fails the way to know for sure to get that probability up to 95 percent is when the second time you try to make the date something goes wrong like they either are very short in their texts or they don't respond for a long time or they make up another excuse you know my dog's got covid you know all sorts of shit yeah and then you know my dog's got covid (laughs) i think we have to add to the mix that the covid thing you know, everyone's got, there's a lot of sicknesses going around. Maybe that's, you know, maybe 40% is too pessimistic. As we talk about it more, I feel like it should be more like 30. I feel pretty good about 40%. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I feel pretty solid. Okay, Julie, I hoped this discussion helped. And for what it's worth, we agree with you that you, wait, so she said she did could not picture us disagreeing with her about her step to reschedule those Absolutely dates. Absolutely And we, you are right about not thinking that we would disagree with you. Yeah, you... you you, you got it. You got it. I was checking that. 
reschedule the dates mm-hmm. because you can't be negative about this. Remember, yeah. it's a 60% chance that the excuse is real. Mm-hmm. If they don't respond on the reschedule, then you know your answer. But maintain a positive outlook. A lot of people cancel dates. It's normal. Especially during the holidays. Especially during the holidays. You have a hard time getting an email reply from someone you know really well during the holidays. Okay, moving on. All right, this next question is from M as in the letter. Dear Shandy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Starting off on a good note. Here's the situation. I'm 23 and my brother is 29 and recently divorced. The divorce was messy and my brother has had a very difficult year. Him and his wife were together for seven years and I think he had some anxiety about celebrating the holidays alone. So I guess his solution to that was bringing my best friend to Christmas. I had no idea there was anything going on between them, so I was shocked. They walked in together as if it was totally normal and there was nothing to address or acknowledge. Oh, that's weird. I, not wanting to ruin Christmas for anyone, tried to ignore it and just have a good time. But as I saw them doing coupley things, it grew harder to hold in. So when they got up to say goodbye, I hugged my friend and told her how upset and hurt I was that she didn't even give me the courtesy of letting me know they were seeing each other. She texted me later apologizing, offering to stop seeing him. I told her there was no need for that. I just feel disrespected for not being told and then being ambushed at Christmas. My brother has also reached out to apologize and to set up lunch so that we could talk. I told him my availability and that I appreciate his apology. Since then, there has been no follow through or checking in from either of them. Obviously, I'm not over the crime yet, but I also don't feel like they've done enough to try to make things better. Overall, the efforts just feel weak to me. I love them both and would like to make amends with both of them. However, I'm still feeling disrespected and the trust is definitely damaged. I'm wondering if I am being self-centered or do I have a right to be as hurt and upset as I am? And how can I process these feelings and move forward? And how should I go about moving forward with each of them? Some more background info. My best friend is also 23 and female. Her and I have been best friends since our freshman year of college in 2017, lived with each other for two years and have never had any fights or falling outs and have pretty much always confided in each other to the highest regard. She is bisexual and broke up with her ex-girlfriend about two months ago. My brother and his ex were dating for seven years and got married close to their seventh anniversary, January 2022. They separated in June and the divorce was finalized last month. Thanks and hope to hear some of your lovely wisdom best M. Okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like this is like a variation on a theme that I, I mean, I guess I have personally brought up, but that feeling of feeling left out. And we've touched on this, this in other Q and A. Yeah. The, the idea of you're the reason why two people know each other. Yeah. And then there's very little courtesy given to you. Yeah. And then you see you. like Instagram pictures of them yeah. having vacations. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're the like riding off into the sunset and they didn't even send you a text message. That's like on the scale of one to 10 of that kind of thing, whatever that infraction is called. So we yeah. give it a name. I don't know. What is that? Uh, we got to like come up with a word acquaintance for theft. Yeah, I don't know it what is that something, is. But, but it, it, the, okay. that feeling is real, and I do think it's under discussed. So our that's society. friend to friend to friend. That's the chain, right? Yeah. So I say that I'm going to give that a five out of ten. Okay. We're dealing here with a full ten out of ten. We're talking about sister to brother, family yeah. to best friend, yeah. best yeah. friend. <laughs> And it's not like you introduced them and they went off on their way yeah. and sort of never gave you any credit and kind of just lit, lived their life and yeah, cut no, you out. Yeah, no, they showed up to Christmas. <laughs> it, just, it just happened without you knowing. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Mm. 
the fact that she's even questioning whether she should be upset or not to me feels like she's the very like sort of a, a um, what's the word? Self-doubting? Yeah, like sort of a self-deprecating kind of like a, she's a very well, nice person. Well, part person. of the reason, I think, is because they're acting like what's the big deal in a way. Uh, clearly, they thought it was so little a deal that they just would show up to Christmas together. Like the lack of thought of including her or giving her a heads up is just beyond well, me. It, at least, at the very least, they should have at Christmas been like, surprise, uh, yeah. we're dating, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there was nothing. Just like, oh, hey, what's up? Acknowledgement. Just Christmas time. Acknowledgement of it. Something. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This is, I, this me- is borderline psychopathic behavior. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a little crazy. Like, I understand the brother, you know, he's... He separated in June. The divorce was finalized a month prior. He'd been with his ex-wife for seven years. Like I, I can, he's a guy, meaning he's just more naturally not going to think of other people's feelings. But I think. <laughs> well, nice. Good, good to hear Shandy advice. All I'm saying is that it's not as crazy to me that the brother, just because he's been so distracted and maybe that he he's known the best friend for so long that he's just like, whatever. But to me, it's crazy that the best friend wouldn't text her to be like, by the way, like your brother reached out and we've gone on a date. I mean, you're like, splitting hairs. It's just hairs. like a girlfriend you're connection. Splitting thing hairs. There. Yeah. Who knows? I guess it comes down to how close are they as brother and sister? How close are they as friends? But how we can close do you agree- have to be to your sibling for them to tell you that they're dating your best friend? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to give him some credit because of what he's been going through. But nonetheless, no, we can all I don't agree give that him any is- credit. Okay. He gets no credit. Yeah. She gets no credit. Yeah. This is a serious crime that's been committed. Yeah. Serious crime. So number one, uh, Lisa, Jessica, M, M, whatever, <laughs> close, not really. You are 100% right to be pissed off. And I would venture to say you should be a lot more pissed off. I don't think you're pissed mm. off enough from your tone. I think she's exactly the right amount pissed off. Okay. And I say that because it's not like they didn't then apologize or make any effort. They did. They didn't make the, effort. No, the problem is they didn't follow up on their That's not effort. promised effort. That's not effort. Yeah. The apology was a given. Yeah. If you don't apologize for that, what do you apologize for? <laughs> it's true. No, you're right. Okay, so what should she do moving forward since we have confirmed that we would both individually be as upset about this? I think she should have, I mean, what else is there to do other than have serious sit-down talks about this with both of them? What is annoying is that they're putting it on her. They're making her feel like she's the crazy one, enough to write into a podcast about being upset about this, where she's like, should I even bring this up? Like, they haven't followed up. They should be knocking down her door. When can we make that lunch happen? There should be edible arrangements (laughs) on a daily basis showing up at her house. Yeah, yeah. This is total bullshit. Especially since, I'm just going to put this out there, if they don't work out, if they end up breaking up, you think she's not going to hear about it then? Oh, he's going to be crying <laughs> on her shoulder. Or the Can friend, you talk to your friend uh, yeah. and see what she's thinking? Or vice versa. Like someone's going to break up with someone and is going to be venting to her or crying and to her. And you know what? Knowing her, and no offense, she's going to take it. And she she's going to console them. She but she's is. a nice person. She is a nice person. She's a trusting person. She's just ridiculous to her. Yeah. But oh. she's nice enough not to be losing her shit about it. <laughs> But not nice enough not to write into a podcast, (laughs) which I respect. Okay, so how should she proceed, Andy? As I said, I'm I'm baffled by this. There's no other way to proceed. Look, you could be spiteful and vindictive and do, you know, get revenge. That's ridiculous. You know, you could start dating his best friend without (laughs) telling him show up to Thanksgiving dinner and be like, aha, the two can play that game. 
I think there should be one heavy sit down, like a schedule. There should be like like a like a Google Meet. Uh-huh. Like this should be a full. It's in this the should I be cow. like in the iCal. Yes. yes. Meet with your friend and be like, what is up? I want the, from the beginning to the end what you were thinking, why this happened. Same exact thing with her brother. Yeah. And even though it's super annoying that they've put it on her to follow up on it, I think you still should. Yes. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about here. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm pissed off. like, hey, like you mentioned you wanted to get lunch with me. Like I've been thinking about that. Like I would still like to do that. I don't think it's necessary to be like, I'm hurt you didn't follow up on that. Like the hurt should stay around the problem for now, just so that it's not overwhelming and doesn't seem like she's overreacting because I already get the feeling that they think she's overreacting. You know what this is like? This is this is like a simple favor that would have been given the blessing. Yeah. Like all he had to do was say like, hey, sis. I know this is weird. I'm really bummed out. I got out of this divorce. Yeah. I'm very sad. I really need a rebound. Like, yeah, I, really I really like, like your, your friend, friend, whoever her name yeah. is. Would you be okay with us dating? She'd be like, of course. Like, I'd yeah. be thrilled over the moon. Yes. They could have turned this into a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, it's like breaking into your friend's apartment when they're on vacation and hanging out there all week, <laughs> eating, kicking it back on the couch, buying some, you know, pay-per-view. And then they come back. They're like, what the f- Fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, I figured you'd let me stay here. Yeah, so like, why do I have to ask I, you? I love how as I start to like <sighs> finish your thought, you're like, don't steal my thunder. No, no, no that was happening. <laughs> okay. So I appreciate how worked up you're getting on this. Angry. Well, yeah. Very angry. You know, I'm reminded a bit of a friend of yours. Oh, great. <laughs> I was annoyed. You and a few of your friends met up with me and a few of my friends. Yeah. And oh, everyone I was remember. chatting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is such a small version that, that's of what this. I'm saying. Yeah. Because this girlfriend is we're friends, but yeah. we're not like best, best friends. Yeah. I really like her, but we're not like talking every day level. And your friend is similar with you, I would say. Yeah, you're yeah. you're close, yeah. a little closer. Close enough. And then behind both our backs, he like went to her workplace yeah, and like tried to chat tried her to up. date her without yeah. telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was really, really bothered by and that. And you know what that is? That's seven notches below how yes, bad this is. And we were of the both closeness. irritated by yes. that. I less than you. Like I just he's I was I really care. irritated. But this your that. friend. I, I don't have that much investment. Well, especially since I knew that she would not have been interested, no, and instead uh, he just made her uncomfortable. <laughs> like he could have saved himself a yeah, lot of yeah, trouble. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Oof. Oh my god, we said anyway at the same time. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's a low bar. Uh, <laughs> okay, M. We think you should follow up on the lunch, make it happen, yeah. and they could be with them individually or them together, whichever yeah, feels put your better foot down. for you. This put is your bullshit. foot down. Stand up for yourself. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Good luck. Hopefully our reactions are very validating. Okay. Can you believe that shit? (laughs) It's unbelievable. All right. This next question is from Liz. Dear Shandy, I, 24 female. Oh, a lot of youngins these days. Yeah. I wonder what that says about our demo. Yeah. Our demo's (laughs) going down. Yeah. That said, we have been getting some questions, some older yeah. Questions, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. I have like been, that. okay, so she's been in a relationship with Michael, 53 Ooh. male, Whoa. for the past year. And by the way, the title of the email is In Love with a Man 28 Years Older. Oh. Michael is in an open relationship, and I have met his wife, who is close to his age, so she's not really a factor in this story. <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> I, <that's>, <laughs> yeah, the wife's like, hold my beer. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> 
It's it's like, yeah, I've been cheating on my girlfriend for like, you know, six months, but she's not really a factor in this. Now, before you jump to conclusions. Okay. Fair. Liz, we deserve that. Let me give you a brief rundown on our relationship. We met through a kink website, certain shandies will know the one, when I was 23 and moving to his location. And after one video call, we began meeting in person once a week for play slash sex dates in my apartment, in addition to numerous extra time at his house when the wife is away and trips to kink events. We're also in constant text communication between seeing each other in person. This continued on and we developed feelings for each other beyond our kink roles, eventually telling each each other that we love each other. While we still play in our kink roles, it's more of a relationship nowadays. I wouldn't call us boyfriend slash girlfriend, but lovers feels like the correct term. I love Michael so much, and there's so much care and tenderness and trust between us. I never thought I could know someone so deeply and that they would know me so deeply in return. He's kind, expressive, sexy, thoughtful, fun, empathetic, easygoing, and caring. I never would have thought a relationship with a 28-year gap could work like this, but to me, we're just two souls that were meant to connect. Even people at the events we go to comment on the beauty of our connection and how happy we look together. And even my mom likes him. She's also in the kink scene. Wow. Wow. I want to meet all these people. Yeah. Michael is my first relationship of any sort. Uh He was even the first person I had sex with. And boy, am I grateful for it because he knows exactly what he's doing in bed. And here is where my question comes in. Am I wasting my youth by being with Michael? While he makes me extremely happy, I can't help but wonder if I need to be using my mid-20s to find a life partner, which is something I really want, though I don't want kids, which might be important. I know that my life partner isn't Michael because he is married and so much older. Our time is limited in numerous ways. We have discussed me being Polly and to start dating while continuing to see Michael, but I worry that that will change our relationship, which is so precious to me. I also worry that dates will be put off by me seeing a much older man and having such a strong connection already. Typically in Polly dating, you're already in a primary relationship while looking for a secondary relationship. While Michael isn't technically my primary, our connection puts him in that that category for me. I also worry that I'll never find this connection with someone other than Michael. Maybe I should just hold on to it as long as possible until life circumstances push us apart. I feel that if I make any moves towards meeting someone else, it will be the catalyst that ends us, even though Michael has reassured me that he wants to be with me as long as I'll have him. I have never loved and been loved like this before. It would break me to lose us. Your advice will be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Liz. Hmm. So he's 53? He's 53. She's 24. But she calls it a 28-year age difference because that (laughs) sounds better than 29. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Anyway, this is a tough one, but my answer is extremely clear, and I have the unfair advantage of knowing that she's writing into a podcast. This is Mm -hmm. one of those questions. This is a you're writing into a podcast question. Yeah. And the answer is 100% percent yeah i'm gonna do it i'm going for it 100%. it's a hundred thousand percent Ooh. i'm going for i rarely wow. do it but well, i'm going there i mean why not just go a million percent at that point 100 million percent oh wow <laughs> oh yeah want to keep going <laughs> okay we get it okay, okay. you got a date you gotta you get cannot out, yeah. you absolutely positively cannot keep all feet into this going yeah, no you gotta get out there this is this is gonna mess you up number <laughs> one i i mean a 53 year old guy knows what he's doing and of course he knows what he's doing in the bedroom he's been alive for more than a half a century 
it's gonna it's gonna sort of skew your 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 understanding of what guys your age have to offer. But that's totally separate. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. That, that, but that well, is something to consider. She could easily find someone 10 years older than her yeah. who knows what he's doing in bed. Totally. I'm just saying that she said she lost her virginity to this yes. guy. Yes. Which yes. is and kind this of is her first up. relationship. Yeah. It's messed up from his perspective. It's messed I, you up You should have on, thought about yeah, that. That's a little uh, weird. Yeah. I completely... Yes. We're not touching on... Look, I know it's consensual. Yeah. They met on a kink website. He's in an open of marriage. You know, like it's, there's all these things that make yeah. it all like technically okay. Technically. But I am sorry. There is something to consider there. Yeah. And I don't want to use the word predatory, but I agree with you. I think it's a little crazy that they met when she was 23. She's a virgin. She's never been in yeah. a relationship. She's newly moved to no, his no, no. area. It's, so she doesn't have a social network. It's, it's irresponsible. It's reckless on his part. It's not right. I'm not judging the relationship. Look, I don't care if you're a hundred years older than somebody. As long as your age of consent, well, actually, it was a little more than age of consent. <laughs> That's got to be a little buffer. But it's just this situation rubs me the wrong way because he's allowing her. He knows he took her virginity. I'm assuming he knows. Yeah. I would assume. I, I, I would judge. I have a feeling that's been intertwined into all their. Yes. And I judge heavily. And I rarely will judge. I know. Uh, sexually we never, speaking, I don't judge. Oh, my God. We go out of our way not to judge. Like, do what you got to do. Do like, what you do. Do what makes I you happy. What, we are. And and for what it's worth, Liz, we're not judging no, no, you. No, not at we're all. We're judging Michael. <laughs> Michael did something that I don't agree with. Mm. To take a, a girl, and I'm calling her a girl because she was a girl. Well, she had no relationship experience. Like, she was a woman, but nonetheless. Whatever. Yeah. My point, I'm making a point here. Yeah. She was a virgin. She had never dated anybody. Yeah. She had never had sex. He took a virginity. He has her first relationship. He's in a marriage that seems pretty happy, I'm going to assume, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> Maybe know, the like, wife wants to get Assuming the like, wife is totally <laughs> hold fine. my beer. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, the jury's out on that one. But he's in a marriage that doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. He's certainly not giving her the idea that like, oh, I'm going to leave my wife and we're going to be together. Yeah. Which in that case, it might change it, color my opinion a little bit, but not that much. My point is, is he took her virginity. He put her in a situation where she was in her first relationship. He has not given her any idea that he's not interested in having this kind of like very easy relationship for him. Mm -hmm. He is totally allowing this to happen. Mm -hmm. He's committing several fouls here, which mm -hmm. I don't approve of. And I, as I said, I rarely disapprove of these mm -hmm. kind of things. I don't like what he's doing. And she is a victim here, not in like a, a sexual way. She's a victim in an emotional way mm. because she is now trapped by a man who knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing with emotions. He's he got all this experience. He's doing with relationships. He's got experience which you cannot buy. This is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. Well, you see and you what know, I'm doing I bet here? you he does love her. I bet you he does care about her. I'm sure that all of the feelings are he true. He feels fondly for her. He likes the situation. Of course. But she is in love with him. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. He knows he took her virginity. He knows he's her first serious relationship. Yeah. He knows she loves him. Yeah. And he knows he's getting everything he wants. Yeah. And he's never going to give her all the things she wants. Yeah. He's committing fouls. I don't approve of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's doing everything right, except logistically. I think there needs to be a change. Well, but and she but, doesn't But have... she needs to recognize that what he's doing he may have all good intentions in his mind. He may think that, oh, this is great. She's happy. What's the problem? Yeah. But what he's doing is not something a mature adult does at that age, in that position. He's he's not treating you 
with the equality that you deserve. Yes. I think what really is lacking from her perspective in this, and, and I don't blame her because she doesn't have something to model it after. Like, it doesn't sound like she's getting that from people who are far older than her. And that is perspective. Yeah. She's with a guy who's, who's 53. His wife is around her age and they're all like, she's met the wife. They're all okay. That Her mom is also in the kink scene and has met the, him. And so everyone's okay with it. And maybe we're being the judgmental like outsiders, but... I agree with you that she's kind of like not doing anything wrong again with the information she's being given. But Liz, hopefully you listen to our reactions. And again, we go out of our way, like whatever gets your rocks off, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Sure. Yeah. Like do what, you, you know, get ball gagged, like yeah. put ball, on. Why does she have to get ball gagged? To bring back the fetish. Yeah, you know no, what I, I mean? Know. I was joking. Like I genuinely. I'm trying to think like when she said a kink website, I'm trying to think if there's a sugar daddy dynamic or something here. And I genuinely hope there is because I I want her to, I want her to be getting more out of this than what on paper it looks like she is. I don't think she realizes how much she's losing. This is, this is stunting her. This is, this is freezing her. Yes. She is not developing in the way she needs to develop. She's not meeting people. She may have already missed her next serious, wonderful boyfriend who's not, not yes. married and 30 years yeah, older than her. Yes, and who might not know exactly what he's doing in bed, but that could be something that they explore together. Yeah, they learn together. Yes. That's what you do at I, that age. Yes. You learn. I remember when I was still in high school and I like had my high school boyfriend, we got like naked together for the first yeah. time. Like if we were both like, oh. you know, yeah, He's exciting. taking all that from her. She's not going to have that development now, but she can cut this off and start again and she, she should be okay. But if she doesn't do it now, if she waits years, this is going to become a bigger and bigger problem. Mm. I'm very concerned. And look, I don't care if the whole family, I don't care if the president of the United States condones this relationship. Yeah. That means nothing to me. Mm. I don't care that her mother, who's into kink, loves this relationship. Yeah. This means nothing to me. Yeah. It's her. It's yeah. you. You are not experiencing what you should be experiencing. And he doesn't care. Mm. He is totally happy to keep just... Taking well, I, I taking. don't want to necessarily say that he doesn't care. And it sounds like he's saying, you know, you can go out and date. You know, they've discussed her being poly while continuing to see him. So I don't want to make it sound like he's the devil. He's not the devil. Because it is consensual. She's reckless. into this. He's not it's the reckless. devil. He's being reckless and he's not being the, he's not reflecting his age and his maturity of how to handle these situations. Mm. He's dealing with a girl who could literally be his granddaughter. Literally. Yeah, you're doing the math. She could, she could totally be his granddaughter. I mean, it's, on a, it's, just as it's unlikely. Possible. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's biologically daughter possible. on a very, yeah, very safely Easily daughter. daughter. Yeah, yes. And biologically <laughs> for sure a granddaughter. And he is enjoying himself a lot. And he's enjoyed himself. So he's been at that well for a long time mm-hmm. enjoying himself. This has been going on. Yeah. And he needs to make the decision, but she certainly is not going to do it. And he knows he's not leaving his wife for her. He knows that this is not a lifetime relationship. Well, and she says too that she knows that he isn't her life partner. Okay. So let's get to the advice part. Cause I don't want to sound like, I imagine and uh, people, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. I think the Shandies who are not Liz are going to agree with us. And I have a feeling Liz is going to hear this and think we're being judgmental and that we don't understand. No, I understand fully. Mm. 
I understand this fully. Yeah. <laughs> I understand this very well. Well, no one who's not in the relationship, no one who's not one of the two people in a relationship knows fully what's going on in that relationship. And I I do believe she went out of her way to make much of this email about how special their connection I is. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that this is a wonderful relationship for her if there was a future to it. Yeah. I believe that in the moment, moment to moment, this is a wonderful situation. Mm-hmm. She's having fun. She yeah. loves him genuinely. I don't think it's polluted. I think it's it's good. It's she loves him. It's yeah. pure love. Yeah. But from his perspective, he's getting everything. Mm-hmm. And he's not taking any risks here. No. Especially since his wife theoretically no, his wife I believe, doesn't give a shit. I believe because she said she met the wife. I believe that they do have an open relationship yeah. and everything. But think about it. they've been they're around fifty-three, or she, the wife is around his age. They've been married for many years. Like they've reached a point in their relationship where they're open to this kind of thing. And this is, you know, something they can explore maybe separately or together. Who knows how much. But for Liz, it's like this is her normal. She hasn't reached a point where she's like, this is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she had dated guys for 10 years and had long relationships, I mean, that would have been. Yeah, she would have been really young. But then I'd be like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Okay. Okay. so let's get to the advice part. The advice is you need to take a break from this. You need to take a break and be 24 and date guys that are, you know, eligible who actually you could spend a life with or girls. I don't know what she's into. Whatever you want to date. Date a human being who's a potential viable long-term situation that's on an even playing field. Mm-hmm. You have to take a break from this. I cannot emphasize this enough. I'm not saying you have to cut this guy off completely and ghost him. You can still, you know, send nice texts and say, how you doing? How's whatever your wife or whatever? <laughs> Some weird shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you have to take a break. No sex, no meeting up, no emotional, like, you know, relationship kind of talk. You have mm. to take a break. Uh. I'm telling you, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. It's uh, for your own good. Uh, Trust me, you need to take a break oh, and live your life. Oh, it's, you know, it, the thing she kept coming back to, she's interested in exploring as long as this stays intact, like she doesn't want to ruin this. She's afraid to even date other people. That's because what I'm she's saying. Because she's worried it's going to affect what she has That's with him. That's what I'm saying. It's messed up. Yeah, it feels sort of like a drug. It I is. think that it would be, it's going to be very hard for Dopamine. her to quit cold yeah. turkey yeah absolutely because she's skipping a lot of steps it's for gonna her be young extremely age. hard yeah. i'm not saying this is gonna be easy you're 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 chemically bonded with this mm-hmm. guy there's a real problem here especially since he was your first i mean there's oh a my real God. problem yeah, there here. Is, yeah the fact that she was a virgin and I had mean, no nuts. relationship experience she kind of threw that in there in passing but i'm really focused on that too I, I gotta be honest i'm still judging that's not cool of him yeah that's not cool i mean she they met on a kink website. It's yeah, consensual. I, I like, mean, I'm sure that, yeah, I, no, I mean, I agree with you on all fronts. Trust me. I think it's so interesting that when I said her age at the top of this email, you're like, oh, wow, a lot of youngins today. Yeah. It's like before you <laughs> even knew like, what the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, as usual, I want to have slightly softer advice because I, first of all, I 100% agree with you. I think you. that if we're looking at just for her and what would be the best for her life trajectory, yeah. it would be to love this for what it was definitely take away yeah. how you want to be treated you now know what you want in bed like there's so yeah. many oh, beautiful things here she, that you learned about yes. yourself that you are you can now yes. apply to yes. dating in real yes. life and you have the self-worth that comes with that too you know like you know how it feels to feel valued and blah 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 all these lovely things yeah. 
And you kind of want to cut your losses at a certain point, hopefully sooner than later. And so what I want to do is give like softer advice, which is like, okay, keep your relationship going, but really get out of the gray zone where you're so committed to him. And he's openly not fully committed to you, even though he tells you he's in love with you, all that stuff. And date other people just so you can like get your feet wet and see what else is out there. But I agree with you more in that I think it's going to be tough for her to not compare every 25 to 30 year old she goes on a date with who, you know, isn't pulling out her chair and isn't paying for dinner and doesn't know how to go down on her and doesn't text back in time. Like, you know, it's probably your average 20 something guy dating. She's going to compare every single behavioral thing that he does to this guy. And you know what she's got? Unfortunately, she's got to reeducate herself. She's got to do a whole and process. And that doesn't mean of, lower standards. No, no yeah. she's got to readjust. Like, I'm not saying she has to, exactly. Thank you for clarifying that. I'm not saying that at all. She has to shift the paradigm. Yeah. She has to literally start over again mm-hmm. as a 24-year-old doing the things that, and I'm not saying the things a 24-year-old should do. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to date 24-year-old guys. I'm just, you can date 50-year-old guys. Just guys who are available, not married, and actually might want to have a life with you. Maybe not 50, maybe a little less. But but my point is, is I'm not saying you have to be a kid. I'm just saying you have to start from the beginning. You now had this crazy experience that was extremely... You know, hot, hot, extremely well, hot. And we're and we. Ha- sorry, I, I'll f- let finish your thought. Sorry, I was interrupting. I'm just saying, take that for what it is. It's a timepiece. It's a it's 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 a moment in time. It's an experience. You had it. It's going to shape the rest of your life probably for more better than or you worse. even know. Yeah. I think sh- this is shaping her more than she. Oh, knows. more than she knows. Yes. What I'm saying is, you need to now set that aside. Okay, I had that experience, and now I'm going to be 24. You don't have to cut him out as a human being. But you have to stop this relationship and start being yourself again. Mm. Because I'm telling you, this is gonna well, this is gonna permanently you, damage you. Made you made a great point. Start being herself again. Like it's so easy at that age. Like, like I considered myself a pretty mature 23, 24 year old. I would not be able to not be changed by this experience. Yeah. Spending time with someone so much older in this dynamic where it's totally normalized that I'm this other woman, I'm going to see you once a week and you're going to take a lot of firsts from me yeah. and I'm willing. So it's all okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Like there are just little ways in which she's cha- being changed by this in ways like that. She doesn't even know yet, honestly, but there was one other thing I want to touch on when you talked about how this is hot, right? Like mm. it's hot for her. It's hot yeah. for him. It's, it's, it's very sexually driven, this yeah. entire dynamic. Were they really going to, like they've fallen in love with each other because of the sex. Let's be real of here. Of course. That's key to understand. And she doesn't have any relationship experience or sex experience. So it's like, she doesn't necessarily know that, but just like we've gotten another question, there was a 25 year age difference. This was a Q and a, I'll, I'll sure. link it here. Yeah. And the big difference there was that she, this woman was, I think 30, yeah. between 30 and 35. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was 25 years older. And our big focus there was totally different by the yeah, way. Totally it different. was more on the timelines. Like you can totally fall in love with and marry someone 25 years older. In this case, they were both single and they were committed to each other. But it was more like, think about what the tail end of your life looks like. Sure. You know, you just sort of accepting that or coming to terms with it. And she was struggling with that. It wasn't like we brought that up. Like, well, are you thinking about how old he's going to be when you're 50? Like, we didn't do that. She asked us. Totally. So the main reason I brought that up is A, to show that we're focusing on different things. So it's not just like we're like, oh, a 20 plus year age difference is always wrong. Which is so not how we feel. But... Similarly to that other one, 
it was very sexually driven. Yeah. Yeah, that woman, it was the first good sex and she'd ever had. you know what the had. difference was? You know what the difference was? What? That guy said, I don't think this is great for you. I think you should go find someone mm. else. He has the maturity and the decency to do that. Yeah. This guy is happy to just keep milking this for as long as he can. Yeah. Well, he says you should date, you know, he's open to her dating other people. Oh, he's open to her dating other people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my point being, we can't underestimate how much hotness, this amazing sex, you having all these like sexual epiphanies with one person is going to change how you view them and charge how in love with them you become. And in this case, I'm sorry, The sex is a big part of this. It's a huge part of why she's in love with him and why he's in love with her and why they care for each other and all this stuff. Like, don't confuse the two. Like, great sex is great sex. And you're going to find if you exit this relationship and get to experience more things you should be experiencing at 24 is that great sex can often come when you hate the person. Yes. So... I agree with you completely, even though I want to be like, you know, dip your toe and date other people. I ultimately think, yes, this should be cut. And I also think you can turn lemons into lemonade here. Not that this is lemons. I know you have a great thing here in your mind. And I, you know, objectively, maybe it is a great thing in the moment. Mm -hmm. But you can make this a superpower. You can, instead of letting this stunt you and, Mm -hmm. and really damage your trajectory in life on your own you can actually be like i have so much experience sexually relationship emotionally like i have all this stuff let me use it in my new relationships now that are more functional and more appropriate what i want the people i spend my time with to look like and what the sex we have looks like and all that stuff he gave you a crash course like you you are highly educated in the sex and relationship department at least in certain areas but probably a lot of areas use it but don't let it use you. That's what's happening now. You you could let this drag on for 10 years. What's going to happen when you're 35 and he's... Hold on a second. Uh, 64? Well, 63, according to her. Uh, yeah. Well, we all know how those months yeah, yeah. can, you know, misalign. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We do. I, do I, I imagine it is a 28-year Yeah, yeah. Difference. Anyway, enough. End it tomorrow. Be nice about it. This isn't a mean thing. This isn't like, don't ever call me again. No, this is a very close friend of yours. He's an important person in your life. Keep him around, but stop the relationship stuff and start spreading your wings and doing your own thing. This is not your thing. This is his thing. You need to do your thing. That was a great point at the end there, Andy. Thank you. I'm worried that this is going to come off sounding like we're like, oh, you're only 24. I'm not you, worried. You don't I'm know. not worried because we made that, we made that, t- we expressed that caveat many times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We didn't even have to. Yeah. We ha- we did it because we were worried. Now we don't have to say we're worried. Because no. I'm not worried. I know I'm right about this. You, you're right. I'm right. We're right. Do this now. Don't wait. Hmm. Period. No, no judging. I don't care who's going to judge us on this. This is bullshit. I think this is going to be really hard and I I don't want to sound like I don't believe in her, but this based on the email and how in love she is or believes she is. And, you know, there can, you know, she says this is the most precious thing to her. That's the thing. This shouldn't be the most precious thing to her. She sees him once a week. She sees him once a week for sex slash play dates. This should not. Most importantly, this is the, the thing I'm most afraid of is that 
that Saturday night, Friday night, whatever, once a week that she goes and she spends the whole week looking forward to it, I'm sure. That's a night that she's not going out with her girlfriends, possibly meeting someone else, possibly going on a date with someone she swiped right on, you know, just living. Of course. Living and seeing what else He's is out there. You don't know. Her. You don't know who you might be meeting while you're over at at yes, his place. Of course. There's probably been already a lot of misses. Think about how we met. Think about so how unlikely, so unlikely that was. Yeah. You had to be out there. If you had instead chosen to sleep with the sure thing, yeah. so-called sure thing, what you believe to have been a sure, sure thing, <laughs> a sure-ish thing, if you had stuck with comfort over going out and just seeing what I else I wouldn't is have a there. podcast right now, <laughs> most importantly. Yeah. And I'd also like to add one last thing. Yeah. One And one then I swear we'll wrap this thing. one, yes. It'll be very interesting to see how he reacts to you breaking ties. Very interesting and very telling. Hmm. If he's very resistant to it, that gives you a lot of information about him as a person. Yeah, because that would make him different from the guy from the other Q&A question who yes. really felt that he Spread was your wings. he really felt that he was taking something from her and as much as he yep. loved her, he loved her enough to see that, to recognize that and to yep. say you should really Absolutely. cut ties and date someone else if who you can have a life with. If he any resistance. Yes. Any meaningful resistance. Yes. You know who he is. That'll give you comfort. <sighs> Ooh, oh man. Okay. Liz, good luck. You are going to you need, need it. it. You need it. I, I don't know if you're going to take your advice, and I strongly feel you're not. <laughs> I normally am like, good luck. Like, hopefully you take your advice. I, I really hope you do, but I I don't think she's going to take our advice. I, I'm insisting you take our advice. Yeah. I won't take no for an answer. Okay, good luck. You may hate us now, but I genuinely, our, our answer is coming from a place of what's best for you. Yeah. And yes. We take care it. about our clients. <laughs> good luck. I do think she probably hates us now. That's the easiest question to answer we've ever had in, in the whole history of the podcast. Wow. I mean, that, I'm pretty black and white on that one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That guy She's in a dick. special kind of gray area. Yeah, and she would probably say that you're wrong. He's not a dick. He no, loves he me. he is a dick. It doesn't matter. He could be totally like everything he's doing is in the goodness of his heart. He's like, oh, I'm so nice. We have such a nice time together. Yeah. I tell, I give her good advice. I cherish her. Yeah. I love her like a daughter <laughs> um, or a granddaughter. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, he is a bad person mm. because you shouldn't be doing that. I genuinely hope that it's a sugar dye situation, but in which case she should have shared that with us. Yes. And not from a judgy point, like from like, I hope you're getting and a lucrative sugar daddy. Yeah. Like I, I hope you are like paying your college tuition with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. Okay. All All right. right. Moving Moving on. on. This next question is from anonymous. Dear Shandy, I have been a longtime fan of you, Charlene, since your flare recaps and all the pretty pandas posts. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you so much for making this podcast. And I love the banter between you and Andy. (laughs) Dear Shandy has never failed to make me laugh. And I've learned a lot from this podcast. Thank Uh you. Thank you. You know what I love is the title was will take two minutes and five seconds to read. By the way, that's been, that's become a trend <laughs> that's a new since thing. that happened. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Isn't that so cute. cute? I just love the idea of people reading their uh, own me questions too, yeah. aloud. With a timer. Timing it. Like, stop. My question is, is it normal to feel sad that an ex who I am now friends with has moved on or is it a sign that I should cut off communication? 
Mm. Some background. I am 27 female and my ex is 33 male and we have known each other for three years now and have dated for a year and a half. We broke up eight months ago due to differences in religion, culture and where we wanted to live. Our breakup was very painful for me because it was based on logistics and not character flaws in the other person. We decided to be friends and three months ago we started talking again more consistently. Communication every day or every few days. My ex has recently started started seeing someone and I can sense that he is pulling away, which is understandable. I have also been going on dates, but I have not found anyone that I connect with. I can't help but feel sad and jealous that it has brought me back to the sadness I felt when we broke up. Is this normal and should I just give it time or does it mean that I still have an emotional charge towards my ex and a friendship is not in the cards for us? If so, should I cut off all communication? Best regards, Anonymous. That's tough. Part of life. It's part of life. Yeah, one of you is going to move on before the other does. Yeah, it's part of life. And it never life. feels good. Even Honestly, I think even if you're fully over the person, it still doesn't it feel good. It never feels good. It takes many years for that to years, eventually not three feel months. good. Yep. I totally agree. Not three months. In life, I have several girlfriends now mm-hmm. that were serious girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And they are some of the dearest friends I have on earth. Yeah. I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. And it took me, each one of them, it took me a while, even when I was in a happy relationship after. Yeah. I was still like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah it feels even, a little dirty. I was totally content. And I was still like, I'm not yeah, that happy like, for you. You know, it's so true. It's almost like you're, you get like a rash and you're like, mm, I don't like that. Yeah, like, it feels I, weird. It feels unnatural. Yeah, even though you know it's not hurting you and, and yeah. like it's it's going to go away. Like you're still just like, why do I still, yeah. why does that bother me? Yeah. Did I need to cut off communication with all my girlfriends after they started dating somebody else? Yeah. No. no. That would be ridiculous. Well, That's not an adult thing to do. I think she should just let this back off the way he has let it back yeah. off. But that doesn't mean don't talk to no. each other. But I wouldn't overestimate that those feelings of sadness for being like, oh, I'm still really into him. Yeah. Because one thing that no. you really should spend that energy on is focusing on why you ended things. And she said that it wasn't because of like character flaws and more logistics. But to me, differences in religion and culture yeah. and where you want to live... You know, I think where you want to live is logistical, but religion and culture, those are complicated things. Like you should really focus on why you, you guys ended things. That's not something to sort of sweep under the rug. Often often just deal breakers. Yes. Religion and culture, like those are massive. It's a lot. You broke up for a good reason is what I'm saying. And I will say this, ask yourself, do I value this person as a friend? Is this someone I want to have as a friend for many years or my whole life? And if the answer is yes, 100%, do not cut off ties. Mm. Don't do anything rash. Back off the same way he's backing off. Give him the breathing room Mm -hmm. that he needs. Give yourself the breathing room that you need, but do not cut ties. This is part of life. As you get older, you're going to probably date more guys and you're going to break up and they're going to meet someone else and you're going to be confused and feel a little weird. (laughs) You just got to deal with it. And you'll be happy in the end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Do not break ties unless you have deep and and troubling emotional and, and love ties to this person. <laughs> Love ties. I wanted to say sex, <laughs> but I, I didn't think that was appropriate. I think some people, and I can say this because I have been this person, they kind of try to rush to the let's be friends part. 
It's yeah. like we ended things, but it's too painful to imagine not having you in my life. So we'll, we'll even though we're both not 100% ready, again, it can take years to really yeah, get to yeah, that yeah. point where you're totally unaffected by the person you, maybe seriously dating someone new. You skip ahead to like, let's be friends because no. that seems like the mature, like, I, no. you know, in my case, I wanted to be that cool person that could be friends with their ex. But, you know, we both are friends with exes. Yeah. We're not friends with all of our exes. No. I'm only friends with a couple of exes. Yeah. And really, I would say truly friends with where like we text regularly, one. And I'm friends with the exes I wanted to be friends yes. with. Yes. And so you're making a good point. Anonymous should ask herself, if, you know, this is a friendship that he is uh, valuable to her as a human yeah. in her life. But not that she's trying to like push ahead to being friends just because she doesn't want to lose him in her life. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're, they're separate. Yes. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Sorry if that was... <laughs> I think we're in the, we're saying the same yeah, thing in different are. ways. It's yeah. just that you need to give a, a lot of breathing room to these transitions. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You have to let it breathe. I'm telling you, honestly, me and Margie, I don't know if we really solidified our lifelong friendship, like really like without any impurities. Yeah. Up until maybe like like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, like really solid. Which was how many years after you broke up the second time? Uh, um, over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So we needed over 10 years and we are unbelievably close friends now. And I'm so happy I kept it. But if your relationship was formed based mainly on a tight friendship, and mm-hmm. let's be honest, relationships, marriages, whatever you want to call them, they're really f- your friends. Yeah. And you have sex. Yeah. But the key thing is the friendship. Yeah. Always. That's the critical thing. You can live, you can have a sexless marriage for 25 years. Yeah. As long as you're great friends and you love doing things mm-hmm. together, you're fine. Yeah. And you're both happy not having sex. Yeah. Like, if you're both happy, you right. Yeah, yeah. As long as not one person's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, but. Yeah, that caveat. <laughs> as long as the friendship is the basis for the relationship, give it the breathing room it needs, give it some space. And do not cut ties. That's just rash. Mm. Do not do that. Yeah, I, I think she was more like, I think she's trying to protect herself, yeah. which is totally fine. But hopefully Anonymous hearing us talk about this makes you realize that three months, that's awfully ambitious to think that after Very. three months, you're not going to have any kind of emotional reaction Ridiculous. to your ex who you decided to stay in touch with and text almost every day. Yeah. That you're not going to be affected by him dating someone else. Like I, I want to be that person when I grow up. Of course. I am not yeah, that yeah. person. That, no one's ever done that before. Yeah. Unless they really didn't like the person that much to begin with. Yeah. In which but case, she why are you friends with them? Yeah. But she's just human. She's human. This happens to everybody. My one caveat here is that if you're lying to yourself, mm. which we don't know, and if you really have deep feelings for this guy and you really aren't close to over him, that's a different story. But and that's not what you're telling us. No, and we can't answer that for you. I, I just hope that she's getting out there and dating. It, Instead of reading into your emotions around this and thinking, does it mean I'm still like hung up on him? Instead, I would use it as an impetus to make sure that you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, and even if you're not trying to date, like that you see friends more and that sure. you're just pumping more life into the rest of your circle, your social circle. It's like he's moving on with his life. Hopefully you are too. Yeah. That kind of start thing. thinking of it as like a nice memory mm-hmm. that actually lucky enough has a future. You guys are going to be friends probably. Mm. That's nice. That's yeah. great. I was meant to be friends with some of my exes. We have great friendships. We didn't have great relationships. Mm. I'm lucky to have had the relationship to get the friendship. Okay, before we wrap, can I bring up a Sex in the City episode? <laughs> oh, no. Has this basically become a, like, a, like a meta Sex in the City? No, it's just, there's 
I, there really is an episode okay, for everything, but it's it's not really the focal point of the episode. It's more so that the uh, there's an episode where Charlotte says that she had heard once or read once that it takes half the time you dated or were in the relationship to get over the person. So let's say you dated for two years. It'll take one year to get over that person. Oh, I agree with that. That's not a sex in the... Maybe that did start with Sex in the City, but I've heard that for many, my I whole think, life. I mean, I think it, it's... That's a nice approximate barometer for it. You know, it's it's a little ambitious to think you could date for many years and get over it in a couple of no, months. You can't. But I actually think that's on the low end. In terms of... Look, not in the low end in terms of meeting someone new and moving on with your life, but on the low end for not caring when your ex starts dating someone else seriously. Everyone does. It's human. Mm -hmm. It's human. Yeah. They were dating for a year and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it takes her at least a year and a half to fully not give a rat's ass when he starts dating someone seriously. Absolutely. It's no different than if you live in the same home Mm -hmm. for 25 years and you sell that home and you go move somewhere else and then you drive by and you see another family living in your home. That tugs on yeah. all the heartstrings, your childhood home. Your childhood home. It doesn't make sense, though. It's like these, this family's not doing anything wrong. Like, no. you don't need that. Yeah, You're not living there anymore. Yeah, it's but not you a museum. I feel like that's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's a violation. It's a minor, it's a very minor violation. Yeah. And just, that's human. It's like I was there first. Yeah. Yes. There's something kind of. You actually weren't there first, unless you <laughs> built the house. There's another family that feels badly about you being there as a child. <laughs> To me, that's just objectively funny. I don't think I happen to find that funnier than the next one. No, I think that was objectively funny. (laughs) Okay. Anonymous, good luck. I don't think you need it. I think you might be overthinking this one a bit, but three months is not a long time. Like, don't blame yourself. No, that's very short. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. And I think that's a wrap then, Andy. That's it. For this Q&A. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that answers your questions. And no one's listening now. So no one's going to do any of those things. No, we have to do this at the top. I know. Is anyone listening? No. Hello. Is anyone listening anymore? No. They all stop. No. Here's the thing. As soon as we said that's a wrap, the kind of person, (laughs) the kind of person that's still listening is the kind of person that's already subscribed and liked and followed us and and left us. We got to do it at the top. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, but do all the things she said. (laughs) If you haven't done it yet, that would be nice. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye. Yeah.